Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. The most intimate marriage moments are the ones where we find the courage to peel back the layers and let ourselves be known by each other. Physical intimacy is definitely a big part of that, but so are the times of vulnerable conversation where the raw and emotionally driven words are revealed in order for understanding, for reconciliation, and for change to be experienced. Today we will observe a general marriage moment that comes up from time to time to encourage all of us to be mindful of the way we communicate and how we can better handle the delicacy of a conversation for the sake of unity. Hey, we're Anne Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. And this week's episode is brought to you by our faithful patron team. When someone joins the patron team, they are participating in the success and reach of this show. Every patron has decided to pay it forward and help financially support this show. To join, please visit marriageaftergod.com forward slash patron. We also want to invite you to sign up for free for our daily prayer email. Just visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and plug in your email to start getting a marriage prayer daily to your inbox. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Another week. Another day. <laughs> so we, we've been talking a lot about jujitsu just because it's like it's like a part of our life now with yeah. all of our kids. Uh, but this last Saturday... Uh, we got to go to a Saturday morning class, but it was a special class because there were several people in the class getting, um, testing for doing a belt test. Yeah. Belt graduation. So they were testing to move from white to blue. That was the first time I've ever seen anything like that. Well, they're the best classes. They're the most fun because that you get to, you do a little bit of drilling in the beginning, but then the people that are testing come out and he start, everyone circles around the, the room and those people start, He's, he tells it's gotta him, be like, yeah, I watch him. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm totally not ready because <laughs> I don't know anything they're doing. And he says, okay, I want you to do like three, you know, escapes from Mount. I want you to do a, you know, two, uh, submissions from guard, you know? That's so dance, yeah. he does all these different things. It's really cool. But then the funnest part is, um, he likes, cause our gym and our coaches, um, want the jujitsu. We learn to be very practical and self-defense driven. Oh yeah. I actually love that aspect of the sport. And even when we're drilling in the morning, uh, the coach will point out like if, if you happen to be in a situation out yeah. in the world, um, this is how you would adjust to accommodate for that, or like this is what to look or for, kicked, yeah. or, you know, this is, this is how you don't put yourself in a vulnerable situation, position, whatever. I uh, like that being a woman. It's like yeah. important for me to lock that in. And then he always, for the, for the girl specifically, he's like, if you're ever in like a street fight, he's like, anything goes because mm-hmm. you need to protect yourself. Fight, so. run. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch everything. <laughs> um, but, um, during this, 
belt test, one of the things that these, these people that are graduating to the next belt have to do is he pulls a few people from the group to put boxing gloves on. And he has those people kind of go fight these, these guys and they have to, they can't fight back cause they don't have gloves on, but their job is to take defend. down. Yeah, yeah. Defend and take down the attacker and, and control them on the ground. Um, and I got to be one of those. Yeah. And it was like my first time I've never been in a fight and I had to like fight. It was, it was actually kind of hard for me emotionally for some reason to see you doing that. Yeah, you never, you I don't that. think you ever told me how you really felt about it. <laughs> it was hard to watch, especially because there was one guy that did pick you up and throw you down. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. But Well, but he, he stopped me from, yeah. from hitting him. So I could just tell that you were getting tired, and but you but you did what you were supposed to do, and that was cool. It was exhausting. I've never seen you with boxing gloves on. <laughs> no. So anyways, it was a lot of fun, yeah. and I'm nervous for, for one day when I, I graduate three years from now. <laughs> That's the next belt. So <laughs> it'll okay. probably be a while. Something I love about jujitsu is that there's no like peak of learning. You're always learning no matter what. Yeah. And then you'll have really good days. And then like today I went and I just, and actually yesterday and this whole week I've felt really bad mm. <laughs> at it. I'm like, it's very humbling. I'm yeah. Like I'm not good at this. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. I was just smashed over and over and over again. There's a handful of girls from the gym and we all went on a hike right after class, which was awesome to like get together and see get them. To know these other girls. I don't think we should have done it right after class. Cause I was pretty sore. <laughs> and I'm sure they were, was it like a, a long hike? Yeah. It was yeah. Like it was fun. Cool. Also this week, we had a little meetup, you and I, about just business, ministry, how we do things. and Social media. Yeah, that was a big one. So I realized, though, that I have done things different on social media the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Kind of stepped out. Don't show my face as much. Same with me. Yeah. And I've been okay with that. I also felt kind of out of the loop in a lot of ways because Instagram and things were changing so fast and Mm -hmm. so often. Um. So I took that little bit of a break, although we were still posting things, encouragements and stuff. But um, we agreed that over this next season, we're going to post more and be more engaging. We're going to do like Q&As and things like that. Try and relearn how to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Figure out how to (laughs) do it. We'll see. It's crazy how like just talking about it kind of flared up a few insecurities for me. But I'm also excited. Well, and so if you're listening and you follow us on Instagram or Facebook, when you see a post from us, would you just like it and leave a comment and encourage us? That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it would also help spread the the those posts because yeah. of the way alg- algorithms algorithms work. Yeah. But yeah, so be on the lookout. You'll probably see more posts from us. But as for this topic, some moments, marriage moments. The episode is called, um, you know. Before you disagree, say, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is... Is that what it's titled? Um, Am I reading that wrong? Ti- that is kind of what it's titled. It might be titled different when we're done with this, but no. um, but that's that's what we're talking about is this idea of of how to have these moments. Why don't you explain where the idea came from? Well, it's because we have these moments <laughs> where we, we, we get anything. in conversations and we start out and... Um, uh, it's usually, uh, usually me. I'm usually quicker to speak you don't have to admit that. and then I'm <laughs> slower to listen. It's like the opposite of the scriptures we're going to talk about. Um, but it, it often comes from a place of, and I'm sure no other man on earth can understand or could relate to this. I'm just kidding, by the way. Um, me not hearing you fully through like 
the whole context of what's going yeah, on. All the different parts and pieces I'm thinking through. Yeah. So, you know, when the Bible tells husbands to live with their wives in an understanding way, um, I'm not, I don't do that very well. Well, I think it's fair because I also, when you brought up this topic, I, I related to it and I recognize in my own self that especially if I'm dead set on a situation or a solution or a way of being or a way our family operates or whatever the thing is, if I'm dead set on knowing or believing that how I'm viewing it is right and correct and the best Mm -hmm. and efficient and effective, and you say something opposite to that, I am very quick to shut it down and no, 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 that can't be offended. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we do, we find our, both of ourselves often, when I say often, I don't mean like moment by moment each day, but throughout our marriage, Mm -hmm. like this is a, like you said, there's these moments occur in, in many marriages. We all have these situations where, um, it's, it's sensitive, vulnerable, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that seemingly, if you just look at the content is small, Mm -hmm. but the way we are reacting and responding and receiving and bottom line what we're talking about today is that immediate reaction to yeah. an idea, a thought, a solution to a problem, a goal mm-hmm. being set, um, anything in conversation that, you know, comes up in marriage, question, evaluate, what is that immediate response? And are you walking it out mm-hmm. with humility and righteousness? Yeah. Being and, thoughtful of the other person. Thinking and and understanding, seeking to understand before just disagreeing. Mm -hmm. Um, so when there's, we have conversations all the time where it it starts off calm, starts off like, it's just normal. It's like, Hey, this thing's coming up. And like you said, I have a a thought about it or like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And it's, and it sounds like I'm bothered or frustrated. And then you're like, well, why? And then it just slowly starts snowballing, snowballing. And usually it's because both of us are not, trying to seek to understand what the other person is saying. We're just mm-hmm. emotionally responding. We're mm-hmm. just walking in the flesh. Like, Oh, I didn't, that's not the response I was expecting. And now I'm bothered or that's, or I, I'm responding out of being bothered by what you said or how you said it mm-hmm. or when you brought it up or whatever. I really like for our listeners sake, I really like examples when we can clearly say, for example, da, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was trying to think through specific examples for this. I, I honestly couldn't think of like a good one, but I know that it happens. It happens enough for me yeah. to say, I understand. Well, I think, it, think I think it's, I, I have one, um, but I think it's hard to come up with them because like I said, they're often, they're like, <laughs> there was a comedian a long time ago and he had this joke about nothing fights. Yeah. And there's some, they're, they're often, they're nothing fights. Like yeah. it's because it's not about, it the came thing, from nowhere, but it's not usually not about the thing. Usually there's underlying, um, feelings, yeah. frustrations, ways of perceiving mm-hmm. the other person or even if we can't consciously mm-hmm. recognize it in the yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do know that there have been times that you're sharing something with me, you're something in your, that's in your heart, something about maybe friends of ours, something that's emotional for you, mm-hmm. something that's hard for you, something that you're struggling with. And, um, in hindsight, your way of presenting it, you might get to me a certain way. Mm-hmm. And instead of me trying to listen and understand what's going on, where you're at, I will disagree with you. 
I'd be like, well, I, I don't think what you're thinking is correct, or I don't think your approach is right, or the, what, what you're asking of me, I don't think is what I should do. And going straight to that, for me on my end, feels kind of cold. It's almost like, did you hear like what I just... Right. I want emotion. I want com- compassion and like a gentle approach mm-hmm. to the conversation versus just um, logic or... Right. I and, I, and I feel like in those situations there's a lot of emotions that get wrapped up into it and then it starts elevating and I respond a way that frustrates you or hurts mm-hmm. you or makes you feel misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And then you respond a way that makes me feel like I'm misunderstood because now you're not listening to what I'm saying. And then like you said, yeah. snowballs. Well, I think in that moment of, of elevation, I think what happens is you kind of get triggered in a way of like remembering things that make you feel insecure or mad or disrespected he's, or he's done this before mm-hmm. this is a pattern and and i think too like remember we have an enemy like the enemy is quick to get in there and start spreading lies about who you are or who mm-hmm. i am or who we are our, our marriage is our marriage really that strong or is it suffering you know things that maybe we wouldn't have been thinking about just by bringing up a conversation it's, yeah. it's in that moment of disagreeing that we start kind of falling apart almost. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think that we, we often, something that I, I struggle with is, um, when I, when I disagree with you, it is not in an understanding way. It's not a, I'm hearing you. I understand what you're doing. I understand what you're saying. I know what you're, I think I know what you're looking for. Here's what I'm hearing you say. And I'm, there's no affir- affirmation. Yeah. I'm just disagreeing and saying you're wrong rather yeah. than like, I'm not in the same place as you on that, but yeah. I'm, I'm here for you. How can mm. we navigate this better? And I'm not great at that. And I know that it's, we've grown a lot. Yeah, we've grown a lot, but this is still something that we're working through. And I'm sure other marriages, you guys listening, maybe you struggle with it too, which is why we wanted to bring it up today. Um, so why don't we talk about like what happens when we do get into a, a conversation that turns to a disagreement and we're quick to, um, mm-hmm. overlook the understanding part. How does that affect us? Uh, well, like I was, it hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts it. I, you end up feeling disrespected or misunderstood. Just say we, because these are, we, these yeah. are responses that both of us have felt at times. And what's, I, I think it's ironic that both of us simultaneously feel, uh, misunderstood. <laughs> like you're not, you're not understanding yeah. what I'm saying. Well, no, you're not understanding <laughs> what I'm saying. And I'm like, well, someone's saying something, yeah. what's being said. And so we, we get stuck. Yeah. I think on the emotional side of things, um, this feeling of not being cared for, like regardless of what the content is, it's like, well, do you love me? Like, do you, do you want to be just, here with me? I was just thinking, so you, you know, the book love and respect, mm-hmm. uh, when this happens, you don't, this, this has come up. You don't feel loved. You're like, I don't feel like you're loving me right now. Like, but you don't feel respond- respected <laughs> and I don't feel respected. It, it's a real thing. Yeah. So like your way of responding because you don't feel loved and the, and the way you come to me and it's probably underlying triggers. Like you didn't mean to do it, but you say something and I hear it Yeah. like, Oh, that's not respectful mm. when you're not trying to disrespect and you, me. And you're experiencing it. You're ex- what you're experiencing is a desire for me to be a certain way. And I'm experiencing a desire for you to be a certain way. And when that doesn't happen, right. it's like, uh Oh, <laughs> which is neither of us trying to <laughs> understand the other person. Yeah. We're just, 
we're just responding out of what we want, what we're trying to get out of it. Yeah. Instead of taking a step back and saying, okay, I I had this stuff I brought to you and you responded the way you did. So I'm going to ask, Hey, why are you responding that way? Mm. Or, Hey, uh, you know, a big part of this communication is, is asking questions, you know, active listening, like, Oh, I, I hear you saying this. Are you, are you meaning this? Are you meaning this? When you say that, is this what you're the answer? Is this what you're looking for in this in a response? Um, I think, um, a little note that I wanted to add here was I think like naturally humans, when we're disagreed with, when, when we feel like someone's trying to change what we think is right or, or not going along with it. Like I I don't know. I don't agree with it. It could be a, it could feel like a form of control. And our, our flesh fights control, being controlled or wanting that in any way. And so yeah. I don't know what else to say about that here, but there have been times where I've told you, like, I feel like in your disagreement that it feels like you're just trying to control the situation instead of understanding my viewpoint. Right. Does and that make the, sense? Well, yeah. And in those same situations, I feel like. So I'm, I'm trying to control the situation. I, and I'm thinking about conversations that we've had recently that I'm, mm. I end up saying, I'm like, do you just want me to like say, yes, babe? Yes. Like, is that, is that all you're looking for? Or am I allowed to have a, yeah. which sometimes that is all view? I want. <laughs> and so fighting for that first controller, <laughs> you feel like you're being controlled when I'm not just, yeah. uh, giving in. Mm. And I feel like I'm being controlled because you don't want to hear any other answer from me. <laughs> I think what it seems like. I think something that helps me in that moment when I when I feel that is reminding myself of who you are and the pattern you live by. You don't you don't live by this pattern of controlling me. So why in that moment would I think that that's what you're trying to do? Because it feels like that. Yeah, but we have to remember who we are. Yeah, and you know? and and that whole giving the benefit the, of the doubt, to think thinking the best. the best, yeah, of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I love the Bible because it's it sees us better than we see ourselves. Mm. It's a perfectly clear mirror of our humanity. And so in James chapter one verse nineteen, it it's it makes sense that it needs to tell us this because it's the opposite of what we want to do. It says, "My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to be angry." And this is like the exact opposite of, we, of what we do. And first every, we'll become angry, then we speak, and then we don't listen. <laughs> or, or I speak, and then become angry. And listening is never a part of the equation. We, it's we're just speaking and not really hearing each other. That's good. Proverbs twenty four three says, "By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established." Yeah, that, I I I love this verse because the establishing of our a well built home is in understanding. So do we understand the state of our children? Do we understand the state of each other? Do we understand when we're communicating? Are we, are we seeking to understand what's going on, what the status is? Uh, and it's something that I, we had, like you said, we've been growing in and it, but it is a heart of mine to, to, to understand you better. And I often have my prayers to God are like, God, I, I don't understand. Well, and look at that contrast in wisdom and understanding. I feel like wisdom or insight, knowledge, you can build a marriage, you can build a home, you can build a family. Um, but if you don't walk in understanding, which is an active verb, like you have to do that it's every action, day, yeah. then it is established. I like that. Right. Which could also mean that we could have over time the potential, like let's say we are currently 
uh, working on this idea of walking and understanding with each other. We can get lazy, stop and just assume, which is where a lot of this stuff lands anyways. I'm, I'm assuming you're saying one thing. You're assuming I'm saying another thing yeah. rather than seeking to understand what we're actually saying. Mm. Um, and when a marriage, when a couple doesn't walk in understanding, doesn't seek to, to understand their spouse and to, um, to actively be this way, which happens. We're all, like I said, we're, we all have this. We, we can't build trust. Mm. When every time we have a conversation or, or anything and it always gets heightened and we walk away from each other saying like, well, they never listen to me. They never understand me. And we say those things to ourselves. Yeah. We're not going to tr- trust each other. Next time we come together, it's going to just be piled on top of the last time. Mm. Sometimes we start to reciprocate how we communicate to each other and respond to certain things mm-hmm. because they become patterns and habits and ways of being. And as humans, like we see that yeah. we become a reflection of that. And then we influence each other is what I'm trying to say. Well, and then the other damaging thing that we, we all can succumb to if we're not walking in God's Holy spirit is when we feel misunderstood, when we feel disrespected, when we feel not heard, we tend in the flesh to start to, you said reciprocate, but we also retaliate. Mm. Like we start talking cynically. We start, um, we start using, uh, terms like you always, you never, we start doing these things that are very destructive rather than trying to just humble ourselves and listen. Yeah. Another thing that could happen is, um, the one who feels hurt or misunderstood or or either party, uh, will shut down they may stop sharing because they don't want to yeah. go into a conversation feeling like, well, I know what's going to happen. Yep. You know, you form this idea of like, well, it's not worth it. And that's sad. And I know that there's been times where I've felt like that. I'm sure people listening yeah. have felt like that where you kind of weigh the cost out. Is it is it worth it to bring this to the table for a conversation or should I just be quiet? You know, mm. and that's unfortunate because a, a, a marriage a healthy marriage is one where things should be able to be talked about. Uh, I'm reading a book right now that we're going to eventually do an episode on, but um, he talks about why certain people shut down in in a in arguments. Um, and he talks about how most, most of the time on average, it's the men who do. Hmm. Um, and I would say it's me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not saying women never do it, but yeah. Um, it's just interesting. So when we do an episode on that, we'll talk about some of that stuff. That is interesting. Which is really interesting. But but yeah, um, none of those things are good, but they are redeemable. Totally. When we re- when there's repentance, when there's recognition, when reconciliation reconciliation happens, um, coming back together and saying, you know what, I'm sorry that I wasn't being a good listener. I'm sorry that mm-hmm. I responded the way I did. And to give each other grace because these things are going to happen mm-hmm. because we interact with each other, because we have differing of, of opinions. And there's so many variables. Yeah. Like, like, did you have a bad day today? <laughs> did you, when's did the you, last time you ate? Yeah. <laughs> like, you hangry? Like, did I, my neck hurts and like th- those things, not, they're not excuses. They're just variables that may, we might be extra irritable or sensitive might say the wrong thing. Yeah. Something we tell our kids when, when they get sugar, we're like, Hey, you're about to have you ice need cream. More self-control. You have to have extra self-control. So there's times of the day that we need extra self-control. And sometimes we forget that as adults. That's a good little side note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what 
do we need to dissect here about our responses to each other? Are we believing wrong? And, and can we adjust to make it better when we're in that place? Yeah, I, th- I think we do. Like I said, we, we go back and forth with you're not hearing me and you feeling like I'm not hearing you. And so we're neither of us are listening. We're both like, mm-hmm. I have my position. And until you're on this side, I don't believe you're listening to me. And do you feel like some people feel like if there is an affirmative response that they're agreeing already? And is that hard? Is that like a place that people don't want to go? Yeah. Have you, and, have you experienced and that? And that's, I have. And that's the, that's the hard thing is seeking understanding isn't the same thing as agreement. Mm. Like if you're coming to me with a point of view, a perspective, an idea, a thought, a, a frustration, a struggle, and I don't agree with your way of communicating it, your way of presenting it, what you're, even the content of what you're saying. Or my perspective on it. Or yeah. your perspective on it. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean I can't seek to understand it. I can't seek to understand you. Seek to say, how can I meet you where you're at? That doesn't mean I'm going to, I have to agree with it. And at the end of the day, if I humble myself and I'm, I'm um, walking in God's spirit, I might come to the agreement with you. So what is, what is, I might be wrong. That's the, that's the point. (laughs) What, What is, sorry if you already said this, but what is the fair response to understand and go navigate that without agreeing right away. Like, how do you, what do you say? What do you do? I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next time you say something that I disagree with, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not an expert. I'm not this. an expert. <laughs> That's but... a good answer. That might diffuse it. <laughs> so I'm no expert in what you're talking about right now. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah. This just, is serious. We need to know. Um, Maybe just, I, I think I've tried doing this, but like, Hey, I'm, I don't know if I'm fully agreeing with what you're saying. I don't know if I fully agree with uh, what you want, but let's keep discussing it. Let's figure it out. Can we table this and talk about it tomorrow? Maybe. Give me some time to think about it. Give me some time to think about it. Let me pray about it. Let's pray together. Neutral responses are good. Neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But trying to listen and just saying, well, tell me more. What's going on? Where, Where are you at? What? is this something that is truly about me right now? Or is it about this mm-hmm. bigger thing? Is there something else going on? I don't know. I'm not an expert. I, yeah. but I know that. I think the goal should go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm just going back to just biblically, like having the desire to understand, having the desire to love you. Like you were bringing up earlier is believing the best about mm-hmm. what's going on. Not trying to not taking it personally, not being sensitive, not being quick to be yeah. angry. And I think think practicing those things, thinking, thinking in that moment, no matter what you heard from your spouse, that you love them, that you want to maintain the connection and unity. So whatever I'm about to say right now needs to wrap around all that yeah. and keep it tied together. Well, and if we find ourselves spiraling, which happens, it's going to happen. Uh, trying to be sensitive to the spirit of God, to that conviction when it comes, because it will. Hey, this is not, doesn't need to be this way. Hey, yeah. you're being harsh. Hey, you, you don't need to say that. You don't need to act that way. And in listening, listening to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And again, at the end of it, always trying to practice reconciliation, that yeah. ministry that we have as believers. Sometimes it takes time to do that. Sometimes a few <laughs> days. No, we have a couple more. Hopefully verses. not days, but yeah. it happens. 
A couple more verses for you guys. Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. That's pretty straightforward. So are we being fools? <laughs> I don't want to be a fool. Yeah, we're, we're like, I just want to get out of my my mind and heart what I have to say, no matter how I say it. And I'm just going to say it. And I, I don't want to seek understanding. So the positive <laughs> is a wise person takes pleasure in understanding. Yeah. A wise person takes pleasure in understanding. Yeah. Uh, there's another proverb. It's, it's, I, I'm going to butcher this, but it's, um, a wise man or, um, deep are the thoughts in a man's heart and a wise man draws them out or something mm-hmm. like that. This idea that it's, it's a wise man that is able to like say that we're going to, how can I get what's actually in there out? Mm-hmm. Not just dwelling on the immediacy of the exact phrase and words and how it was said in that very moment. But like, Hey, where's this coming from? Yeah. What, what's, what's driving that emotion? What's so digging deep into that well of Looking the heart. Beyond. Yeah. Another one is Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts fully. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say this is an, only a man problem, no way. but I know that there's a lot of men that struggle with anger and, and, because we, we have these things, that, but it is both. Yeah. yeah. And we should both be careful and we, we should be slow mm. to become angry at each other. Like, this, why, why do we, we don't want to be angry. Anger isn't good, but we have these hormones that get released in our bodies and we have a, this fight or flight feeling. And it's like, I just don't know what to do. And, you know, it starts boiling over and things. And instead of taking a breath and taking a step back and, to the left <laughs> to, to ch- have a change perspective on it. So hmm. Proverbs 13, 15, good understanding wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. So uh, it's interesting that faithfulness is tied to this good understanding, like good understanding wins favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Almost like walking in faithfulness to you is to seek understanding is to have good understanding and, and win in favor like, with you. Yeah. It sounds like you'll end up winning me over I'm gonna versus win you, I'm gonna win you over. the hard thing that usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about maybe some practical applications, Hey, that's my line. <laughs> I'm the one that always brings practical. Well, Sorry, bring, I didn't mean bring to, it. Didn't just mean to make it sound like a Do part. you understand what we're doing right now? I do. Okay. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, what are some practical ways of saying I understand when you're in the middle of an argument or a, yeah, a how conversation? To, how to practice it? I, I would say first and foremost, just saying I I understand. Mm-hmm. Like practice that that is a phrase. Just repeat like, it over hmm, and over. <laughs> I understand. Uh yeah, we talked about active listening, just it, it, not just hearing, but seeking to understand. So asking questions mm-hmm. like, hey, you said this. What did you mean by it? Yeah. Ask for clarification when you feel yourself start to assume what your spouse is trying yeah. to say so that you yeah. don't get yourself in a pickle. Yeah. So some questions like, why Why does it seem like you're hurt? Why does this seem like you're angry. What, like what's making mm-hmm. you angry? Or what are you hoping for out of the conversation? Yeah. What, yeah. What's when, the, when you brought this up, what's your desired mm-hmm. outcome? That's good. Cause so, sometimes there is no desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Like I was sharing earlier, like maybe you're like, I just, if yeah. I ask you that, you're like, I, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because then I can say like, wow, like 
come here, let me hold you. Yeah. Cause I don't know either, but I get that this is hard. I get this is heavy. That's good. I think being quick to, um, in some cases comfort or, you know, validating whatever feelings are being brought to the conversation, yeah. acknowledging, uh, your spouse's emotions. That's what I want when we're talking. I want mm-hmm. you to understand that I feel a certain way. Um, and again, that doesn't mean you have to agree with my perspective yeah. or what I'm dealing with. It's just, no, but I could, I could agree with why you feel that way. Yeah. Like, wow, that would really frustrate me too. Mm-hmm. Hun. Yeah. I, I totally agree that that was not great. That was not nice. I can, I could see why you'd be hurt. I could see why you feel this way. Yeah. And then going back to that immediate first response is just, are you doing it in love? Yeah. Or are you doing it out of another emotion, a negative emotion? Um, Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So sp- speaking the truth in love. Yeah, so if we Gentleness, do, so kindness, if we do goodness, have the truth. All of that. To slowly and prayerfully present it with, in love. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm, I just want to share this with you. It's, I'm not trying to make you feel a certain way, but here's what I believe is right. How does that make you feel? What do you think about that? You know, presenting it carefully and, and patiently and lovingly. And, or like you said, mm-hmm. Hey, I, I actually, I actually don't know the answer right now. Could I, yeah. could let's, can we take a step back? Could I pray about it? Can we have time to mm-hmm. think through this? I think too, for the, for the person who's sharing whatever it is that they're sharing and being disagreed with, we need to expect that our spouse has differing views and opinions and perspectives and being okay to embrace a conversation where there is an, there is disagreement Yeah, would help <laughs> instead of being offended. Yeah. So I came across this article uh, by Focus on the Family that was talking about uh, disagreeing in marriage. So I thought I'd just share like a little snippet from it. Um, It says, Dr. John Gottman, a well-respected researcher on the dynamics of marriage, has estimated that nearly 70% of all marital conflicts are what he calls perpetual and essentially unresolvable. Why is that? Because the two individuals who pledge to become one are actually different people, which we've just been talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, with different temperaments, family backgrounds, life experiences, opinions, likes, and dislikes. As a result, when you marry, you're choosing a particular set of perpetual disagreements with your spouse. If you had married someone else, you would have chosen a different set of perpetual disagreements. Unresolvable conflicts are inherent in all relationships. So quick no, that book I was said I was reading. Oh yeah, it's by Dr. John Gottman. Oh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is, so when I read this quote, I was like, awesome. "This is the book I'm reading." Uh, but how does that what he just said make you feel? Well, I think it makes sense in the sense that um, that that perpetual, unresolvable place where you just they're like conversations that we keep coming back to in our marriage. Yeah, that do feel that way. Um, where we just have a different set of viewpoints. But that's, I'm bringing that up because that, that's been a sticky point for you in our marriage. Yeah, I don't like not it. understanding why I won't just yeah. be like you. Yeah, I don't like it. Why I won't just think <laughs> like you or respond like you. But I see it. <laughs> and, I, and I tell you, I'm like, I'm not you. I, yeah. I, I, have a, I was raised differently. Not that I can't change and not yeah. that I can't have, you know, transformation in my life in certain areas that need it. Yeah. 
but just in general, that's been a, that's been a hard thing for you because totally. you come to me and what you want <laughs> is me to respond the way you would want me to respond. Yeah. And I don't, mm-hmm. I respond totally different. Or even at the end of it, like that he was saying unresolvable at the end of it, I want there to be resolve and it bothers me when there's not. So how do you embrace, how do you be okay? How do you navigate marriage when those things feel left undone in a way? Um, I, this is just a quick thought I had, you know, this idea that there's, um, essential things, uh, in the church, Mm -hmm. like biblical essentials. Sure. And then there's non-essentials. It's like, okay, we could sit and argue about yeah. what heaven's like, you but know, until we're blue in the face, but yeah, it's non-salvaic yeah. and, oh, we could, you know, argue okay. about this and that, but are the things that we hold on to, like you, my, my way of responding that you just don't like, mm-hmm. or your way of, cause it goes both ways, your way of bringing up something when it's emotional and, uh, maybe, I don't know, like, is that something that's essential? Like it has to 100% change. Otherwise I'm never going to be able to respect you and love you and cherish you. Mm -hmm. No, I think there's things that we, they might bother us, but we get to take a step back and be like, you know what? Yeah. I don't have the right to just hold on to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, To some, that's good to summarize uh, some good points in that argument, in that argument, in that blog article that I was reading, that was the first one is that the vast majority of marital disagreements are just a difference of opinion and not a do or die moral issue. So that is why we can get over it. That's why we can let it go. And there are essential things that we must agree on. Right. How we raise our children, how, you know, what we believe about God, where we go to church. There's lots of things that should be like, no, we should be in agreement. So uh, yeah, some of the other points are don't argue just to change your spouse's mind. Instead, focus on sharing your feelings and see if it influences a shift, which I, I like. And it also gives um, room for the Holy Spirit to move in them yeah. and build up that uh, connection between the two of you of how you influence each other. Because the other way is just hard. Well, and the other way is not loving. Where like, all I want to do is just change your mind. Or just get my way or whatever. Share with you my heart. Mm-hmm. Because you, you are an individual. Yeah. I mean, we're one, yeah. of course, but. Another one was um, how you communicate matters. So leave out the snarky comments and admire your spouse for sharing honestly, which I really like that. Uh, finding yeah. value in the process of communicating and knowing that this could go one of two ways. They could agree with me right away and comfort me and love me and, and mm-hmm. walk this out with me. Or there could be a disagreement, which should also be done in love and respect. Yep. Right. This last note, remember disagreements can come with an underlying history motivating the response. So be intentional to listen and ask questions that help unpack with your spouse. This is what What we're just talking about. Yeah. You know, don't assume how you're coming to me could be full of like all the text messages you just received and you, and you're just overwhelmed, overwhelmed with, with what's going on and it's being dumped on me. Mm. Doesn't mean that you don't love me. Doesn't mean it's just kind of happening. Yeah. And I could try be trying to seek for that and figure that out. That's good. Well, that kind of summarized that, which I thought was a nice addition to what we were talking about today. Um, one of the last things we wanted to talk to you guys about was just the role of prayer Mm -hmm. in promoting understanding and also reconciliation when an argument or disagreement does occur. So I don't know if you want to share. Well, I I was going to put an extra note on here is having, when the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, in those moments, I think a good practice for us, even if we're not praying out loud, 
saying, Lord, help me understand. Lord, what's going on? Lord, how can mm-hmm. I love my wife, Relying on love him my in husband that right moment. now? Yeah, that's good. Uh, but also at the end of it, or hopefully like so there's been times where we, we just stop and we're like, okay, why don't we pray right yeah, now? Yeah, prayer dissolves that that initial tension yeah. that you feel. It's humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've talked about in the past, mm-hmm. it's it makes you feel, it makes you realize how small you are compared to God. It gives you that heavenly perspective. You're like, oh, yeah. okay, God. Um, it also gives us time to think about what it is we're actually talking about. Yeah. You know? Especially when we start telling God about it. It, it also, it puts our eyes back on Jesus. Yeah. Um, so prayers, as we always talk about, it's, it's a, that is essential. It's essential to <laughs> more le- essential than anything we're talking about because not just learning to understand our spouse, but understanding God's heart and oh. that God made our spouse with their differing views and opinions and preferences and perspectives. Fearfully and wonderfully, right? <laughs> trust in the, this, this is Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Again, this goes back to the reason we pray is because we're seeking his understanding, yeah. putting ours aside. So the challenge um, for you all today, the, the encouragement today is practice saying, I understand, understand. <laughs> or I want to understand. I, I help, want me understand. To. <laughs> help me understand. Help me, help me. Yeah, this is good. Um, what should couples do who find themselves in a perpetual state of arguing? We were there. Oh man, we've been there before. Yeah, early on, like when there's all the things in our oh, life, and we just know marriage can be difficult, and sometimes people experience seasons of it. You know, yeah. Um, some some seasons are really long, and some are short. It's just, it's a hard place to be. I, I just want, it's hard to even talk to because I feel sensitive to it. I'm like, I want you guys to know if you're in that space with your marriage, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And we're praying for you guys. And there is hope that you can come to a place where you can navigate a conversation and communicate respectfully and in love and enjoy yeah. One another. Remembering why you love each other. Yeah. Like actually dwelling on why you love your spouse, mm-hmm. dwelling on their attributes that are beautiful and wonderful and good and pure and thinking on those things, mm-hmm. putting those in your mind, not why they have mm-hmm. frustrated you, not why they mess up, not why all of those things, but focus on the good, yeah. focus on the beautiful, focus on the pure. I would say though, there is a, a, a part of this that you might need to take a look at and evaluate. If you're constantly in a place of arguing or tension or frustration with one another and, and, and take time to really evaluate what's the underlying cause of it all. Yeah. Because it's not the subject matter. It's usually, uh, maybe, no, it's maybe it's almost a, never the, maybe the thing you're arguing about. Yeah. Maybe it's a, a perspective that you have about your spouse that you need to let go of yeah, maybe there's, or destroy. Maybe there's underlying sin in your life, mm-hmm. in his, in their life, his or hers. Um, that, that haven't been dealt with, repented of. Maybe there's unreconciliation. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of constantly just respond to each other out of that snarky comment way of being or frustration, you know? Um, I think if, if we're in this season, if you're in this season and you and your spouse are always fighting, it's going to take at least one of you to repent and surrender. Mm Mm-hmm. Not to your spouse, to God, and say, God, I want to be done doing this. 
I want to have peace and joy in my marriage. I want to love my spouse better. Mm -hmm. Help me. I surrender. I'm sorry that I've been this way. And actually ask God and actively seek him to transform that part of you. Yeah. And you can't control your spouse, but you absolutely, like I said, it takes at least one of you. And part of that is also choosing to not be easily offended. And so you have to have self, like you said, self-control, self-control over your flesh and your immediate responses. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The other positive to all of this is an encouragement to focus on growing spiritually together in some way, whether you start praying together, uh, maybe going through a devotional, Mm -hmm. do something that draws you closer to God and allow him to be the anchor that holds you guys together. Well, and I I think of that scripture that where it says to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You want your, you want to be transformed. You need your mind. Yeah renewed. And the way we renewed is being washed in the word. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, we end every episode with a growth spurt. And this month we are focusing on growing by letting freedom ring life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is from the declaration of independence. Yeah, I just love that. Um, so the question is what makes you happy together? What, what freedoms do you have that you're not really taking advantage of right now that you can be? Is it a, a hobby? Maybe it's going to the movies. Maybe it's just playing a sport or being present with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have the freedom to go on a hike together? Like go go do something that celebrates your your freedom. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, good. When you pray for us. Dear Lord, we praise you for our marriage. Thank you for inspiring us to consider how we communicate in marriage. We desperately desire to do good to one another and support each other in life. We desire to be good listeners and share our feelings honestly. We pray we would fight for our unity. Please show us daily the ways we can protect our unity and build each other up. May our marriage reflect your power and love and amazing grace. In Jesus' name, amen. to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today 
and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.